Hello, climate designers. Thank you for being part of this community of designers taking on climate action. We are graphic designers, industrial designers, fashion designers, software designers, illustrators, interaction designers, architects, or any other kind of designer pushing for climate action in their work. You can learn more and join us at climatedesigners.org. This is brought to you by Sarah Harrison and Mark O'Brien of The Determined. Today we sit down with Eric Benson, who is the Chair of Graphic Design at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. He has been a champion for sustainability in the graphic design department and in the local community of Eastern Illinois for years and years. He's also founded a company called Fresh Press, which is a sustainable paper manufacturing company that works with agriculture, farmers, and uh, creatives to revitalize the manufacturing industry in the Midwest. Eric is also founder of Renourish, which is a nonprofit that advocates for awareness and action for sustainable systems thinking in the visual communication design community. So they aim to help graphic designers, educators, and students make responsible and pragmatic design decisions for a healthy people, planet, and profit. So we talked to Eric today about how he brings climate change education into the graphic design classroom. Oh, and special thanks to Eric for chatting with us while he has a cold. <laughs> hey, what's up, Sarah? Hey, Mark. How's it going? Yeah, excited to have our next guest. What's up, Eric? Hey, how are you guys? Good, good. This is uh, Eric Benson. Maybe, Eric, if you want to kind of introduce yourself before we dive in. I will. Uh, yeah, I'm Eric. Um, you can call me Eric. Uh, Eric <laughs> Benson. I'm the chair of graphic design at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, which is not Chicago. And I run the, with uh, a friend of mine, uh, a nonprofit called Renourish, and I also run a uh, sustainable papermaking lab here in uh, central Illinois. Good stuff, yeah. And, and just kind of a fun fact, uh, Eric, you and I have met how many years ago? Maybe three, four? Virtually, we have yet to meet. No, we've in, never met in person. We've right? never met in person, but we've, <laughs> we've talked many times and, yeah, follow each other on social and all that stuff. So, Do maybe, you have any idea how you met? I think just on Twitter. Really? I think. That's so cool. But maybe we just keep it going. Maybe we should just never, never meet. Never meet, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going so well as it is, so, you know. Yeah, right. Why, why break it? Uh, yeah, we don't want to ruin so, uh, so yeah, so, um, we would love to talk to you about you being the chair of the graphic design department. And so, um, you know, maybe have a little bit of backstory. Eric, you were one of the, the people that we started chatting with over the summer that kind of evolved into this climatedesigners.org. And so, right. um, you know, now that we have a separate podcast, we knew we wanted to interview you because of your situation, being the chair of the graphic design department, we wanted to kind of pick your brain on just kind of how you have been incorporating climate related projects into your uh, department, into your classroom. So maybe start from the faculty side, um, you know, being faculty yourself, moving on up the ranks into being the chair. Um, what are some ways you would maybe encourage your faculty to bring in climate related projects into their classes? Uh, yeah, well, I think I, I kind of went by the before I was chair. So like uh, putting myself back in my old shoes of just faculty member was simply I, I used to, you know, bring this topic into my classroom all the time. And I would do it because it's my research, it's what I care about, and, and what the students asked about having in the class. And I took the mentality of ask for forgiveness, not permission. And then if someone, you know, questioned me on it, I'm like, it, it's my research, you know, you, 
academic freedom. You know, I can teach this stuff, you know. And yeah, I'm at a large uh, public state school. So it moves really slow. Like it's, it's, it's two years to get anything done from a big systemic change standpoint. So, you know, I, I encourage people to keep on pushing their chairs for this kind of change to focus on social impact, environmental impact in the design curriculum. But that's going to take a while at a public school. So, I mean, just start bringing it up in your projects. If this is something you're you're pretty knowledgeable knowledgeable about, you can just pump it right in. But of course, if you're not, um, that's hopefully what this climatedesigners.org website is going to do is is help help those people uh, get get that knowledge uh, without having any previous knowledge. Basically, can you give a, an example of how you might throw something climate related into a project like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, I've seen it done in a couple ways, and but I saw recently where someone brought up like the the United Nations like sustainability goals and climate goals. Uh, there, that particular document, and that document had all these different essentially design problems on it. So that uh, instructor just kind of went through a project where it was <clears throat> let's go through these different things in this document, and then make a project out of it with the students. It was a lot more like co-designing there. Like the students and the instructor were kind of working on it together. Um, one that I did, <clears throat> which was uh, about climate and the community, was I took a basic design foundation uh, problem that many of us have either had as students or if we've taught the Black Squares project from, you know, introduction to design where <clears throat> in this case we took, we, well, myself and this other faculty member bought like all this black mat board. And we said, this is all you get for the semester guys. As a class, you have to figure out how many squares you need to cut, basically figure out the entire semester, uh, semester project right here um, as a group. So it goes back to the idea that we're in this together. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of, giving them the concept of resource, you know, finite resources or resource scarcity without having to be, you know, over the head about climate, climate, climate. Or, or even just the idea of measure twice, cut once, <laughs> you know, so you don't, mm -hmm. you don't just mess up something and just say, oh, well, there's more out there because... We'll just buy more. Yeah, we'll just buy more. We'll just trash this and then buy more <laughs> elsewhere. So, yeah, so maybe, um, maybe turn it around and, and what about the students? How are they responding to this kind of work being introduced into the classroom? Whether it's that particular project or just projects in general, how are they responding to having to design around this content? They're, they're a lot more receptive to it than they used to be going back like 10 years or so. I think it's been covered so much more in the news and specifically on social media, which I think predominantly where they get their news from. Right. And so for them, on the most part, I would say are they're not skeptics, they're not deniers in any way. They they accept climate change as what's happening and they feel I think scared and I think they feel uh, frustrated and <clears throat> I think they want people to help them kind of find some optimism and hope and uh, if they can use their design skills, that's even better. 
you know, because this is what they want to do for a living, and they don't want a darker future and from the climate perspective to get in the way of their dreams. So if if they can combine both together, you know, that's better for them. Like, hey, I'm going to design and I'm going to, you know, draw down greenhouse gas emissions at the same time. The, the people that I worked with even this past semester were, they, they were ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And, and so we've talked about the living principles on our other podcast. Uh, if you don't know what living principles are, we'll include a link in the show notes. But it was kind of a, a list of guidelines put out by AIGA a number of years ago. I don't know if it's been updated. I don't know where it is, but um, luckily it's still online. It's such a great resource. I think um, if it hasn't been updated or kind of revamped for mm-hmm. 2019, I think it really should. Um, but uh, maybe Eric, uh, knowing living principles and knowing kind of the work that you do and what you've done in both in the classrooms and in your professional studio, uh, what are maybe some of your, your top living principles, you know, these, these kind of, uh, bullets that you encourage your students to think about with their, with their projects? What are the, some of those questions you make them ask themselves? <clears throat> yeah. So the, the, they included four. So it was people, uh, profit and planet. And then they in- included, uh, culture as, as part of this as well in the living principles. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> I like to include uh, all of those when I work with students because I, I, it's really hard to separate one right without affecting yeah, the other. Yeah. So I talk about it in the idea of sy- a system, and uh, that's what my book was about. It was like systems thinking for the graphic designer, and so it's it's hard just for me to separate them, and and I have to talk about them as as a whole. Um, and, and I would do this through uh, readings and, and conversations. One time I'd had a book club where we were reading a book together and we'd go work and talk at a coffee shop, you know, to try to keep it a little bit more uh, informal with sometimes a pretty serious topic. So it kind of kind of helped, I think. So I recommend that to people who are teaching. You know, it's a good idea. Um, and also through projects, like just parameters, like you have to consider these things in this project and you know i'd give them tools and 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 we'd have conversations about it so it wasn't so uh, i think challenging but i think it's still a challenge and and for them the challenge was basically like this is a totally different way of designing than they're used to they're not expected and and even probably when you and i well all three of us maybe were in school like this wasn't something that that was even talked about at, at all so we're like old dogs here and we're trying to, you know, learn some new tricks. <clears throat> Luckily, like these guys in the classroom, they're young dogs, you know, and they're young pups and, and they're, and so we're teaching them uh, hopefully the right way. So we help alleviate some of these things in the future, you know, who knows how their jobs go, but at least they're, I know I'm creating like cogs for the machine, but if I can create some like misshapen cogs to kind of, gum up the machine now and then you know that that's that's a success for me but yes. you know i i think the climatedesigners.org is going to be better than the living principles and i think the main reason why is because it it acknowledges something that the sustainability movement didn't acknowledge and that is that the sustainability movement um 
didn't ask this question till later, which was what are we trying to sustain in the first place, right? And climate change, if we sustain what we're doing right now, the climate change is going to get worse. So the climatedesigners.org is, I think, is a better path forward because it acknowledges what we're doing is unsustainable and we actually need to do things way differently. So um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, we need to, if anything, get ourselves out of the out of the ditch and, and, and to, you know, get us from the <laughs> negative to positive. And, you yeah, know, there's exactly. this, there's this graphic, we can probably include this in the show notes. There's this graphic that, uh, we were exposed to just last year at a, at a, a conference from the, uh, kiss the ground folks, right? Yeah. From regenerative great, earth great summit design work there. conference. Yeah. Kiss the ground, uh, company. Uh, one of the founders gave a presentation and he drew this little diagram. We'll, we'll post it on the show notes, but, uh, really blew our minds open around the idea of, thinking about sustainability versus regenerative and how if you think about sustainability now, it'll basically just keep us where we are right now. But if you really think about where we are, where we are is not good. It's based off of a degenerative society. <laughs> exactly. And so we need to actually use regenerative out of what practices. Exactly. Dig us out of this hole so that we can get back to zero, if not positive, and then hopefully right. either continue sustain. up or sustain the positive. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and I think with with design school, I mean, we're design. All three of us are design educators. Uh, you know, we feel very honored to just be in this position. You know, we have access to young creative minds who will no doubt become the next design leaders of our industry. And you're right. I mean, yeah, some of them might work for the man. They might work for the machine, and that's totally fine. But if you can plant, you know, these these seeds of thought and these these ideas in them that might not blossom until years later when they're put in a situation or they take on a project and they remember Mr. Benson, you know, um, <laughs> saying, Oh, I remember that Somebody. one. I remember that one class, that one assignment he made us do. Wow. That really, you know, and, and so I think, you know, ideally we would all want to have our design students go out and do positive change in the world, but, and some of them will, and we hope more of them will, but, you know, I think no matter what, we need to inspire all designers to start to think more systemically in a zoomed out approach to where they understand really the, their amazing, important responsibility that they have. Um, because we make stuff and we have the, I don't want to say power, but we, we have the ability to, to affect change, whether that's negative change or positive change. And I mean, designers, I mean, yeah, we, we have this, this responsibility and why not use design schools as a way to kind of, um, educate this, these next leaders. And so, yeah, that's why with design, or I'm sorry, with climatedesigners.org, design education is going to be a huge component of the project because we feel like with our network of design educators that teach all around the country, if not the world, right. why not in inspire people like you, Eric, and our fellow design educators to learn this stuff, bring these climate-related projects into the classroom because they have the ability to inspire and maybe even shift a little bit uh, a young person's perspective so that when he or she graduates, they either dive right into the climate-related or climate crisis industry, if you even want to call it that, or maybe yeah. five, 10 years, 15 years down the road, uh, maybe working for the man, they speak up or they put their hands up and say, Hey, I don't believe in this. I don't think we should do this. Or, you know, Hey, Mr. Boss person. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like we have a, we have an amazing responsibility. Yeah. And I think, um, you hear a climate scientist say this and climate activists say this, but really the f people ask, what do you do? And the first step, first step is to talk about it and to educate people about it. And, you know, I found with, talking about it with the the design students, the graphic design students that I teach, you know, there's still a lot of like, you know, they know it's happening. They, they know that it's 
a huge part of their future if they don't act now. But they're still, even though they have all this information at their fingertips, they're still, you know, they don't know. They don't know what they need to do and, and where do we look things up and and do I just, you know, ride a bike or, or what? <laughs> There's still a, <clears throat> a surprising amount of just um, ignorance, but ignorance can be fixed, you know, and I think that's that's our job as educators. Yeah, and I think if anything, ignorance is okay because you're working with a blank slate, mm-hmm. you know, and you can use education, provide resources, use design, obviously, as a way to um, provide kind of the to push that analogy more, the paint, so that we can paint a clearer picture so that people in, in that position could have a better sense of how to attack this, how to actually approach this. Yeah, I agree. So, um, well, Definitely. Cool, man. Well, um, yeah, any any last thoughts? Any any other comments? You being, you know, in this position, being a chair of a graphic design department and knowing the project and, and knowing where we want to take it? Well, I think, um, I, I hope people, um, you know, that do listen to this and see themselves um, as educators or, or work as educators, um, recognize that they're part part of the problem, but I think um, part of the solution. And, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a community to do this. Yeah, yeah. And, and before we let you go, we should, um, you know, have you share out your, your, your info on your book and uh, just how people can learn a bit more about what you've done on the outside of the classroom. Yeah, thanks. Um, I wrote a book a couple years ago with my um, co-author, Yvette Perullo, out of Boston. <clears throat> it's called Desi- Design to Renourish, and it's from CRC Press. And um, it's out. You can probably get it anywhere uh, online. And, um, yeah, I run a my nonprofit's called Renourish, renourish.org. And then uh, my papermaker, papermaking studio, sorry, um, full of papermakers, is at uh, freshpress.studio. Um, and that's out out of the University of Illinois. Awesome. Good stuff, Eric. Very cool. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Hey, y'all, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out climatedesigners.org to sign up for email updates. And while you're there, you can check out other stuff. You can create a profile page highlighting your climate-related work, or you can seek out climate jobs and other resources to boost your climate design career. Or, for design educators, find resources to bring climate action into your classroom. Yeah, join the conversation on social media with a hashtag, I am a climate designer, or hashtag climate designers, all one word. Is it too much to ask? Can we keep the earth from sinking?